The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always, and I've I've got one off my list, which is, I'll explain to Joe in a second because it sounds creepy when I put it that way. Um, I am joined by the prestigious one, the local hero himself, Joe Hendry. Welcome to the Hello. show. I am so excited to have you on. Uh, when I was saying the list oh, thanks, in December, I did a li- I'll be listening. I listened to your podcast, and um, I was doing. So you're the listener. You're the listener. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that's not the case anyway. <laughs> but uh, I manifested, I put a list of 10 names I wanted on this podcast and uh, you're on that list. So there we go. It's done. I've um, just got to wait for, well, I've got a bunch of other names on there. Of course, one being Grado, which I'm not expecting anytime soon. As per his he, he does podcasts, you never know. Uh, when I spoke to him about it, he gave me his email address. He was like, oh, I'll, I'll happily be on, but I've got 4,000 emails unread. But, well, that's <laughs> so probably going to be quite low on the list. Anyway, right. So as I've got you for a little bit of time, I'm not going to do the boring question, which I usually do, which is uh, how did you get into wrestling? Because I think you've probably answered that enough times to to uh, uh, everyone will know, probably, if they've checked sure. out another podcast. Um, so the first question will be, Mr. Hendry, your wrestling endeavour seems to have the momentum of runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Uh... Well, that's uh, it's it's impossible to answer that without sounding like a like a like an arrogant person. Um, well, actually, it's weird. It, it doesn't feel that right way uh, that way right now uh, because I have not been uh, active as a wrestler for over a year now. So it's uh, it, I feel very um, I feel like I'm in a supporting role right now. So I uh, like I say right now, basically, I'm an analyst for Ring of Honor. I've got a show called Technique Tuesdays. And I break down the matches like a, like a, a commentator or an analyst. So it's a different role for me. Um, I had to um, go back to school a little bit in terms of, you know, what we do on the show is uh, kind of go into the in-depth techniques of where various wrestling holds and moves came from. So it's been great to kind of go in deep on that. And also Ring of Honor is such a kind of sports, ultra-realistic you know, very focused on the the in ring product right now, and I think that is a real that's that's a, a challenge for me to overcome, and one that I'm excited about. But I'm not going to lie; it's tough sitting at home um, when you know Ring of Honor is going through this period of time where there's so many new stars being made, and um, it's it's rough. It's rough. I want to be in there. This is uh, I've been doing my dreams in some way, shape, or form since I was you know 15 years old. So now it's it's tough to sit at the sidelines. Been trying to keep busy, but um, yeah, it's I I actually almost can't remember what it feels like to be in front of a live crowd. To be quite honest, uh, and yeah, you keep yourself very busy. I mean, when I was doing my research here, I was thinking, right, what's he doing right now? Uh, inside the games was inside the ropes. You did Technique Tuesdays. You're doing Pish Talk with Dave, uh, you're doing Wrestling UD with Dr. Tom Pritchard, uh, and I assume, I don't know, that you're probably still doing stuff for your wrestling school as well with the guys. Yeah, uh, we, do, uh, we do um, some, uh, we do seminars and stuff like that, and, um, you know, I've, I've basically, 
it's weird. I, I've seen this to a friend earlier. You're really a, a product of, of the things that you have around you. And I realized, you know, the last year I've just, the thing I've done most is just read business books and watch business videos and all that. And actually I've, I've started, uh, I won't go into details, but I've kind of, you know, started a couple of businesses that are doing pretty well on the side. And it's kind of like, it's, it's weird. I feel like you, when I step back and go, well, what did you, what did you expect? You know, you're, you, you've just been reading business books. So that's the kind of path that you're going to go down. And now I'm getting the itch for, uh, for wrestling again. So it's like, I feel like I've, I've kind of started a couple of businesses now they're, they're doing, uh, doing really well i'm kind of involved in a few and uh i just kind of want to get back in the ring and focus on uh ring of honor and um you know so i guess uh, I'm, I'm rambling here forgive me and now my phone's going that's awkward so uh yeah sorry about that but yeah i have been um, you know making investments like building a business portfolio and that has been awesome and that's all great um, and it's funny when you're a wrestler, you're like, these are the things that you want. But then once you do these things, you're like, ah, there's just no amount of money or anything that could really ever replace that feeling of when you walk out in front of the fans. And I'm very fortunate in that, even though I'm not over there right now, Ring of Honor have been, um, you know, they've been awesome. They have been honoring my contract as normal and they've been keeping me busy with the content that I'm making, uh, even though I can't be there. So it's, it's help, helping me you know, keep somewhat relevant, even in a kind of supporting role right now. But I'm just, I'm dying to get back to wrestling. That's the thing. I mean, I've, I've, I've watched you wrestling since uh, 2013. This is the first time I would have seen you wrestle live. And it's, it's always the case of, I've, I've, I see your work ethic. Like there, there seems to be, you always have your hand in something, whether it's something online, something actually wrestling training or what have you. Just my just brief memory it was 2013 Dundee, um, would have been one of the first matches I've ever seen you wrestling was against Doug Williams. Um, wow. But it wasn't the bit that, that like impressed me. Um, I was staying in Dundee at the time. I came out of the hotel just across from the venue. You'd come out with uh, Jetstream Jack and you were in the suit, tie. It was like a match day uh, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> and I, I went up to you and I think it was more out of shock going, oh, it's Joe Henry. And you just put your hand out, shook my hand, and went, how's it going? And then kept walking. I was like, this guy's just, just money. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, like, because I did, uh, when I was the prestigious one in what culture you're in, I was absolutely horrible to fans um, to kind of, you know, get into that character. It's, I have real regrets about that, actually. Like, you know, because it's, uh, for, for as much as it was entertaining to people on the show to have that real proper bad guy that they absolutely wanted to hate it, i've it, since then thought about all the interactions and gone man what about the people that did just want to shake my hand and i was just you know being this this absolute you know uh vile person refusing to speak to them refusing to shake their hand not gonna charge you 100 quid to speak to me type thing and it's like i do i, I don't know how i feel about that i feel uh you know it definitely got us a lot of heat um and this is going to like 2017, but just when you're mentioning that, it's like, man, would I have been better off just being <laughs> nice to everybody? Because a lot of people don't realize that you're kind of, you're in that character mode, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough, but yeah, no, I'm glad you had a, a good experience and that wasn't the time when I was, uh, you know, refusing to speak to fans. <laughs> do, do, do you think that's, that's played into part why you do so many things and, and why you've got such a, a, a business acumen now? It's like, you're thinking, Oh, during that time, I was absolutely horrible. 
but I've got, <laughs> I want to give back. This is how I can give back here. This is how I can give back here, just subconsciously. Um, trying well, to... the thing, the, 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 the day that it ended for me, I was like, I'll never do that again. I'll never be that. The, you know, the problem is there isn't really a place for, you know, there's the, the exception to the rule. And right now, that would be like MGF, for example. But like, we're probably going back to, I think, 2017 here when I was really doing a similar sort of thing. And um, what made me realize mm, this this isn't great is, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it got great heat and it was just the booze we got at live shows were amazing. But I'll never forget it. I was on a, a Fight Forever tour and this kid came up and I had this thing uh, where... I would go, I would be refusing to speak to fans and it was like, so I would just have my shades on and be saying nothing. And uh, so this kid came up and put their, their their bit of paper in front of me. And like I say, I'm, I'm in character and I just, rather than signing it properly, I just drop the pen on the piece of paper and it just leaves like a dot, as in like, there you go, there's your signature. And the kid's like, what? And I just, at that moment, I was like, oh my God, like I just had to, I just broke. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't maintain it any longer. And the reason was because if you're going to be that, that villain, if you will, you, there needs to be a payoff. And what was the payoff for that kid? You know, he might never see another wrestling show. It wasn't like the match was later that evening. That was the end of the show. So the last thing he would go home with is, oh, that wrestler wasn't very nice to me. And he's not old enough to understand that that's what you're doing. So I thought, mm, I got to rethink this. I really got to rethink this. And I think, um, you know, I think since then I've just, th this is the other thing though. I try not to, th there's, see, here's the thing. It's like, as people, we all have our, our, our good points, our bad points. We, we have good days. We have bad days. They're, they're, you know, I mean, we all have, we all have our faults and I think it's just, you never want to be that, that person that's just portraying yourself as like absolutely perfect. Cause it's just, it's false. Right. So it's like, I think I try to be, that's why I have the podcast where we will just ruthlessly make fun of ourselves and stupid things that we've done, because I think you kind of, you kind of need that. You kind of need that to bring you back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. The, the podcast uh, honestly, I don't think a week goes by where I'm not howling with laughter uh, about your, I, I was going to say really cruelly to say out loud, but your childhood, because you always yeah, seem to have some ridiculous story. Oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the cringiest, I've had the cringiest life you'll ever meet. I just cannot help put my foot in it every single time in certain situations. There was uh, there, there's a few that, that really stick out. I mean, I don't know, have you ever heard the story about when I went over to the Commonwealth Games and I'm on the plane? Have you heard this one? I think I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just for your just for your your listeners, like so. This is how I managed to put my foot in it. So, long story short, so um, we're going to the Commonwealth Games, and we're told very strictly, you know, you have to be in Team Scotland uniform at all times, and blah 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 blah. So I, the, we get called to go on the plane. The press is there, you know. It's like it's a proud moment. You're representing your country, you know. Tear in the eye, and uh, so. That we're getting the call to go on the plane. I'm going to my team. I'm going, guys, we better uh, get on the plane. This is, you know, they're about to shut the bloody gate. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're just going. I'm like, no, we got to go now. So we're running over there. And I get over there and I'm like, where the hell's my passport? <laughs> so this is, and if I can't find this in the next two minutes, my Commonwealth journey is over, right? So I'm like, oh my God. So I run back to the lounge and it turns out it fell down the side of the seat and I have to bolt back and I am just 
passion with sweat, right? In my team Scotland thing. So I've got, because we're wearing these big hoodies and all that. And I'm like, God. So I've got to take it off. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm going to have to sit next to somebody for the next 12 hours. Going, I can't remember if we went to like Dubai or something like that. We were stopping off there. And I'm like, I'm going to have to sit next to somebody like pissing a sweat. This is not going to be fair. I'm going to have to go and get changed. So I go to the bathroom and try my, try, you know, I'll have a wash. I kind of, but the only spare t-shirt I had was my Phil Collins t-shirt. Right? So it's like everybody else is like, you know, Team Scotland. They're, they're so proud. And I've got like, you know, a big Phil doing a drum fill on my um, t-shirt. And so I'm sitting there and then uh, we've got a 12 hour journey ahead and my TV doesn't work. My TV doesn't work, right? <laughs> and business class is empty. Now, come on, Team Scotland, TV doesn't work. Business class is empty. If you're the, the steward, what's the decision there, right? You get, you know, look, we got to get the guy a TV here, right? So <laughs> this is like, I'm so glad I made these mistakes before I signed with like a major wrestling organization, right? Because <laughs> like, I was just, it was so stupid in retrospect. But I remember sitting there and going like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sitting at the, the, the air hostess. I'm like, my, my TV's not working. I'm like, but it's 12 hours. It's 12 hours. I was like, can you not just move me over there? And she's like, oh, but that's business class. And I was like, yeah, but you know, th th there's no TV, 12 hours. That, that's kind of on you guys. You know what I mean? And then uh, I'm like, so you're, you're not going to do anything about it? And she's like, nah, basically like, no, no, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, but there is. You can just put me right there. Okay, the seat's a bit more comfortable, but no one else is sitting there. What's what's the problem? So we start having an argument, right? And then I'm going, and then I'm going, right, so you're really not going to do this? And, I, and I, I can't believe I said this. This is I can't believe these words came out of my mouth. And I was like, because this is all I had. This is the only threat I had. I thought, all I've got right now, is you know 20,000 followers or whatever it is and I was like I'm gonna throw that around so this is like I thought it'd be a good idea to say well in that case I will tweet my complaint or something like that and uh, so she walks off and I'm just it just came out of my mouth and the head of the Commonwealth Games walks past and he's like guys you know I just I've heard something and I, I really hope it's not true you know I just Really would like to think that one of our athletes hasn't done this. But did someone seriously threaten a sponsor with a tweet against them? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know they were a sponsor. So it's like, I'm literally getting roasted in front of everyone on the plane by the head of the Commonwealth Games. And then he's looking at me. I'm not even wearing the team uniform. I'm just sitting there in my Phil Collins t-shirt, passion with sweat. I've embarrassed the team. I've embarrassed myself. Basically threatened to throw a sponsor under the bus. And it's like, yeah, this is why you got to make these mistakes before you get to a major organization. Uh, one of the stories that, that came to mind, because it always, because it's the Nightwing story. It's the Nightwing. When, oh, when, man. Uh, oh, God. Um, mainly because enough, I, I listen so to it enough. in like like chunks um, during the day because uh, I should be working um, most of the time and oh, on the real job and I was like oh my god do I just give you a nightwing how do we I was like oh I'll get a wee draft up on the website just to get have ready once I finish listening to it and I got right to the end I was like oh no <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah <laughs> um, like when you look back at that, like, it's so obvious, but it's like, I heard, so for those who don't know, this is, I very nearly got caught up in a scam that would have ruined my life. And what they do is they basically convince you that you're going along to this movie audition. 
And so they like impersonated people that I worked with, making it look like they had given the okay. So I'm like, oh, well, they must want me to go. And what they do is they try to lure you to like somewhere that, like to a different country where you don't live. They book this super fancy hotel. You go along to the meeting. And then what they do is they get you to sign an NDA because obviously it's a big movie script. But what the NDA is, is actually it's a power of attorney. So you sign it thinking that you're like saying, oh, I won't say anything about this movie role. And they take that away and they actually take out credit in your name for anything that you'd be able to on with your current credit rating with all the major lenders. So what you'll have is if you have a borrowing power of like, let's say two grand, they will rinse you for 40 grand worth of debt, 50 grand worth of debt. So you have people who aren't worth that much who end up having insane debts that they'll never get to, to pay off. Thankfully, managed to escape it before that went down. Why? Because, again, being a cheap wrestler, I was like, hey, I want my expenses up front. I want my expenses up front. And that was that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So, so thankfully, got out of that situation, but it was, it was close, man. It was close. Uh, but yeah, I would recommend anyone who's who's watching this or this wants to, if they think if they think Joe Henry's perfect, go listen to Pish Talk because oh yeah, yeah oh, it's absolutely just not. Yeah. incredible. Um, I think most recent one I listened to was was you stooging on a, a school bully it was just insane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I won't spoil it. So everyone go, go listen to it. Um, so what kind of pushed you into a public limelight on YouTube, viral, what have you? Uh, would have been your your song parodies, of course. Um, have you got any particular favourites or have you actually got any particular that you, you go around the house and you sing it back in your head going, oh, why is that stuck in my head now? Any songs well, you ruined? Really, when I think about it, like, the entrances are the things that people remember most about me. There's just no, there's, there's no escaping that. And I used to, I used to fight that, you know, and think like, oh, but I can do this and I can do that. But it's like, you know, these entrances are, there's something called flow state, which is like basically when you're in a mode where you're just 100% focused on what you're doing, there's nothing on the periphery, you are just in the zone. And like, see most of those really big entrance videos, the ones that did the best, like the Venga Boys one and stuff like that, legit, no joke, we're sitting there, me and my brother at like, you know, midnight, the night before the show going, oh, what are we going to do, man? Like, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then it'll just come. And then it's always last minute. The one I did with, with the wee man and Davy Blaze, that was literally done three hours before the show in Edinburgh. The, the Pokemon one was filmed in 45 minutes. And the vocals for it, believe it or not, were recorded on my dad's iPhone because I didn't have a I didn't have a mic at that point, right? So I literally what I did was I his iPhone mic was better than like the USB mic that I had. So I just literally had the back and track on in headphones, sang into the phone, and then sent those files over to I think it was I think it was like Garage Band at the time or something like that. Um, it might have even been like honestly i might have even done some of the sound stuff in iMovie now i've got like a, a decent setup and stuff but back then it was really raw it was really bare bones and it was kind of like that south park mentality which was like the fact it was so crude like 
almost added to it. If it was too polished, it wouldn't have been good, you know? And I think, like, I just, I look back on that time really fondly because it was just every week, it was like, you know, can we keep it going? I remember wrestlers going, you'll never be able to keep this going. You'll never be able to keep this going. I, I don't know how many I've done, but it, it must be over 50. It's probably between 50 and 100, these videos that I've done. And I look back on it, and the reason I look back on them so fondly is because at no point when you're doing these entrances are you like, oh, well, you know, this is going to make me that much money or this is going to further my career in this way. You're not kidding. The only thing you're bothered about is you're going to go, the audience is going to pop at that bit. They're going to laugh at that bit. So we're going to need to give it a few seconds and then we're going to switch to this shot and then they're going to do that and you visualize it in your head. And that's what I mean by that flow state. And um, to be honest, I think I've, you know what, like, I've been really inspired recently. Today I was listening to uh, the Broken Skull Sessions with Jericho and Steve Austin. And... Jericho talks about when he went back um, and did he went back like with a shorter hair and he said it himself it became like a watered down version of Y2J and I that really hit me hard and I thought to myself I was like I actually need to have the courage to because the thing is I, I really feel like when it comes to promos and entrances and stuff like that I feel like I, I feel like for for now I've proved my point the question for me is people are going, well, Joe Hendry is really entertaining, but can he deliver a four-star or a five-star match? People do not, they're not sure about that. And the reason they're not sure about that is because they don't know me. I know me, right? See what you just said about like you're doing 50,000 different things. That's, that's, the, that's the issue. You know what I mean? I've got all these things on the go that I'm doing. Like, for example, you know, it's so difficult to do amateur wrestling and pro wrestling at the same time. Like, it, I can't tell you how difficult it is. So right now in my life, my goal is to just go all in on wrestling. And for the next year, two years, I probably need to just go all in on that in ring because I've got all these things on the periphery, which are all great. Don't get me wrong, but I need to go 100% in on wrestling because I genuinely believe that I could coast in ring for my, for my career and have a, a good job with, with, you know, a major organization. And, but that's just not me. I want to get to the very top. And I genuinely believe, like, I honestly believe in my heart, I can be the guy that will move the needle for ring of honor, but I need to prove that. That's the thing. I've learned that with maturity. You can't, even if you know it in your head, or you know that you're capable of it. It's not about it's not about whether other people think that. You have to prove that. You you have to prove beyond all reasonable doubt that you can do that. So now what I need to do is go back to school a little bit. I need to go okay. Cuz here's the thing in our business perception is reality and the perception is that I am what you would call a character wrestler. And that's probably because most people haven't seen me wrestle Timothy Thatcher, for example. So there's there's two parts to it, really. I need to evolve as a wrestler, but I also need to show people this evolution as a wrestler. Do you see what I mean? It's like, not only do you have to, to do the work, but then you have to figure out how are you going to communicate that message? I'll give you an example. Like when I was uh, a free agent, I remember a big name in the business, like as top 10 name in the business says to me, Joe, just so you know, I, I hate to, to tell you this, but you missed out on a major contract with this company because they thought you were under contract to that company when I was, I never was, I was a free agent. And he was like, you need to tell these people that you are a free agent. And so I created that YouTube show called free agent. And then 
I approached Ring of Honor, we got talking and I got my deal. You have to figure out the message that needs to be communicated. You need to communicate it. And then that's, that's how you progress. So for me, I need to, I know now that wrestling is evolving at such a rate. And look, I am getting the bug. I'm getting so excited. I have, I've put on 60 pounds. So right now, like I'm genuinely sitting between 260 and 270. Like I am bigger than the rock. Like genuine. I don't know now. Cause he's, he is in his latest photos. It looks like he's bulking up, but genuinely I would probably be heavier than the rock right, right now. Obviously he's got, let's just say a little bit more muscle mass than me. You know what I mean? There's probably a, the, the fat to muscle ratio is nowhere near as good as the rock, but size wise, I'm now at the point where I could get in there and go nose to nose with anybody. You know what I mean? Like myself, by, by the time I come back, myself and Brock Lesnar are probably going to only going to be 20, 30 pounds apart. So you might notice in my socials that I have not revealed my physique. You might see me in a, a vest. You might see me in a t-shirt or whatever, but I have not revealed my physique and I will not reveal my physique until I walk in with everything new. And then honestly, I'm going to walk to that ring and it's just going to be a completely different presentation. I'm going to have different moves. I'm going to have a different ethos and I'm going to be aggressive in that ring. And the focus is not going to be on custom entrances and stuff like that because that point has been proved. And this is just a different era in my career. And that's how the kind of Chris Jericho um, conversation inspired me. But also you have to, like, I feel, I always believe you have to go where the wind's taking you. And at the time, those entrances were what needed to happen. ICW was the perfect platform for that. It's like when people talk about social media platforms, like you curate your content for each one of those platforms. For Twitter, you'll say something a certain way. For Instagram, you'll crop a photo a certain way. For TikTok, you'll do it slightly different. You have to create, curate it for all the platforms. When I was in ICW, the entrances were perfect. Now Ring of Honor, it's all about pure wrestling. It's going in this pure wrestling direction and here's the thing people say oh well joe henry's got great personality but can he deliver a four-star match can he deliver a five-star match this is what i'll say to my competition anybody who's going to come and criticize my wrestling your promos better be the, better than mine and your physique better be better than mine and you better be able to kick my ass and that's a very short list in professional wrestling ever so i'm just and that's that's just in i'm arrogant i don't care like that's what i know that i'm capable of my point is there are people who might be critical of like my matches or this that and the next thing but then i'll turn around and go well how good are your promos how good is your physique how good is this because if you're going to criticize me you better have all your housekeeping in order and most people don't because the people who really get to the top are the ones who are confident in, the, in in their abilities but my point is to my competition to all the doubters to people who I mean, you probably saw this on Twitter the other day. I made a comment about creativity in wrestling, and I got so much hate. It was unbelievable. Did you see this? I um, I was in absolute agreement with you as well. Right. So, but yeah. you can even disagree with me. But the point was the level of hate. All these people telling me that I'm not successful. You failed in this place. You failed in that place. Whatever. Well, let me ask you this: When I've got all these other things in order, when I turn around, what if I deliver a four-star match? What if I deliver a five-star match? What if I come back 260, 270 with huge gains? What if I come back looking with a main event physique and delivering these top-level matches? What then? That is when I'll be the guy. And that's the goal. I mean... Sorry. Don't get me on a rant. It's all right. I'll go for um, 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, I mean, is it arrogant if you've clearly put in the work to get those uh, spots because you did you did five-star wrestling uh, you did uh, WOS uh, I mean you're picking up 
commentary skills you're picking up, um, like all that kind of thing. Uh, five star was a little bit stranger for the environment, I suppose. But um, Dude, I did- love five star. I absolutely love five star. You know what? That was a laugh, man. Like that was, these are the things that you look back on and you smile and you laugh at. That was funny, man. Like that was, and you know what? It was a great experience. I got to be a part of production meetings. I helped produce a live television show. You know, I, don't get me wrong. I did my best. You know what I mean? Like I had, uh, honestly, one episode. I won't mention names, but, you know, uh, the, the the person behind it comes up to me and he goes, uh, I've not got any entrance music for the wrestlers. And I'm going, what? And he's like, we're, we're literally about 15 minutes away from the broadcast. So half of the roster had music that I had just made as demos on garage band sorry that's my phone going again um i had half of the roster had demos that i just made when i was when i was in a band you know just genetic rock tracks and so if you listen back to the commentary i'm going that's he's just got great entrance music so i was just like just having the time of my life the other funny thing is this right so um i don't know if i've ever spoken about this before but like uh so and don't get me wrong, I've I've fond memories of five star wrestling. There were there were things wrong with it, but you know what? I had a good time. I feel I got well paid. I feel I got looked after, and it was a great experience for me. So I have gen genuinely good things to say about it. There is some funny moments though. I remember um, they wanted. He was like, I just want it out everywhere, everywhere. So you saw it was getting streamed on, like you know, I can't remember which newspaper it was, but like random newspapers, websites, and stuff like that. And you're going. So I was like, uh, yeah, um, are you wanting, are, are you like wanting this out on Twitch? He's like, oh yeah, definitely. And I was like, cool. Cause I, I mean, I could, I could put it out on Twitch if, if you want. And he goes, uh, oh, what would I need to do that? And I was like, well, you would need to give me like a, a non-exclusive license to basically, um, to broadcast and exploit the material. And he's like, oh, would you know what to say? I was like, yeah, I mean, I could write a basic contract. And he was like, all right, cool. Well, if you just type it up and then I'll just send it to you. I was like, yeah, that, that's cool, man. So like I did that. And then I went to Twitch and I was like, listen, I've got this pro wrestling show. It's RVD versus Ray Mysterio or whatever it was. And they were like, and I was like, can you put it on the front page of Twitch? And they were like, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So honestly, I'm doing commentary and I'm going, that's an amazing drop kick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm running like Twitch ads, like on my channel getting hundreds of thousands of views, you know what I mean? Just absolutely getting monstrous traffic. I think uh, my my Twitch channel was getting as many views as some major wrestling uh, shows were on, on a few of the weeks, like on TV. Like I was genuinely like, I was drawing huge numbers with five-star wrestling on my Twitch, but it was fun. You know, it was good times. It was a good laugh. Great laugh. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those weird things when people mention it, sometimes oh, it can be a little bit of a joke, but yeah, I'm the same. for what I watched, I super enjoyed. I mean, you're saying it was it was streamed everywhere. I think I was looking for I was looking to clip a bit of uh, looking sharp running into the door because it's like dude, he did that bit. he did that twice. You know that he did that twice. Uh, That's when I knew that looking sharp was going to be a star because he was just all in. He was just all in. Those were horrific bumps, and he was like, "Yeah, cool, let's go again." I tell you what, people sleep on looking sharp, but he he is going to make it. He's one of the he's one of the people I look at and I go, he is going to make it. Yeah, I, I, he told me about it because I've done an episode with him, and he, he said he did it twice, and they took the first one, they took the first take, so he didn't need to do the second time. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it, it, for what it was, I super enjoyed it, and I heard everyone got paid, so it's it's, it's uh, no harm, no foul there. Uh, but he did WOS, I uh, did Impact. Can I just tell you one thing? Yeah. 
though, do you know what really upset me about it? It was, we all knew it was going to come tumbling down because I, like I say, I always try and have my business hat on and I was trying to do rough calculations of the wage bill. I know rough, very roughly per head what arenas like that cost. And I was doing the maths and I, I knew roughly how much they were going to be losing every week. And I thought this is just not sustainable for anyone. And uh, so we knew it was going to finish, but I thought we would see the end of the tour. And then we were talking about doing a show in Edinburgh and it was going to be me versus Mysterio. And that's why I was, I was gutted because that would have just been, you know, that doesn't get much better than that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, then you look at Randy Orton left to complete the WrestleMania 22. The WrestleMania triple threat. That's yeah. right. Um, so just out of curiosity for the five-star thing, I know we've got limited time remaining, but, um, did Jake Hager recognize you? Yeah, your, he did. Yeah, did. yeah. Oh, um, great, great, great guy. Like, um, I sound like Trump, but I'm like, great guy, fantastic guy, great people. But uh, <laughs> um, no, he, great guy. Um, he was training for Bellator at the time. And if he was going to spend more time in the UK, I was genuinely looking for places to train. And I offered to be his uh, grappling training partner because I thought, you know, this guy's got a phenomenal amateur wrestling pedigree. If he needs someone to, you know, train with on the mat, it's going to be great for me it's going to be good for him to get some some hours in on the mat while he's on on tour unfortunately it didn't come to fruition because uh, obviously five star folded but um, that was the original plan i was looking for places for us to train but no he was he was awesome we worked together in what culture and um, very cool guy i remember the hype or well, the excitement when uh, of course when wwe come over to the uk they would have the road they would have an act that would have multiple people involved and uh, i just remember the buzz when the you were there in the pink suit uh, as part of the rosebuds, and then of course you, you're turned again as a as a as your Russian twin brother, uh, as well. You know, so I, I remember um, I've got about another ten before I need to jump on my next one. But um, so we could we could do another ten. Don't worry. Okay. But um, I've got uh, I see before that this is this is one for all you trainees out there. It's like you got to take what you're given and how can you how can you achieve your goals and that of the organization as well so i knew like with the the rosebuds thing like it's fun it's you know but it's like i just personally i thought you know get, i'll do it but given the choice i don't want to be walking about as like a hamburger or something you know what i mean <laughs> so what i did is i ordered myself a pink suit because i was doing the suit and tie thing the local hero gimmick and i thought well that's something i could continue and it's silly enough to get away with so that's what I did. I, I pitched it to, to Road Dog and I was like, oh, I've actually got a pink suit. Do you mind if I wear that? And then while everybody else is dressed up as like, you know, crocodiles and hamburgers and sheep and you know what I mean? So so I managed to get away with the pink suit, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely love your... Oh, sorry. Your can I tell you one more thing? Oh, yeah, one more thing. I remember going through like catering and stuff people are going well, oh great suit great suit and i thought oh no they think this is how i've shown up to a tryout oh oh no <laughs> but it's memorable so yeah <laughs> next yeah. time you go they'll be oh that's the guy. i mean it could be that's the guy who wore the pink suit which is probably not great but at least they'll go oh i remember that guy yeah, um, I suppose. and it's all all pieces of the puzzle uh as, as you get there um right so before I, I let you avoid the, the boring how do you get into wrestling question, but we've got two ridiculous questions that we ask people. I'll tell um, I can answer that for you in 20 seconds, right? It was uh, New Year's Eve, two, 2012, going into 2013. I had been doing music, I had failed completely, and I was like, you know what? 
I, I feel like if I do this, I have to do it now. I made a deal with myself. No matter what, I would go all in on wrestling, hold nothing back. I was going to eat, sleep, and breathe it from that moment on. And that's what I did. So there you go. Awesome. Now one ticked off. Uh, so yeah, our two stupid questions that we ask. Don't know how this go has happened. It. What's your favorite dinosaur? Oh, uh, I'll go for the T-Rex. The old T-Rex. It's a classic choice. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, so it's the John uh, Cena of the dinosaurs, you know. Someone has answered turkey dinosaur, and it's just phenomenal. That's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, anyone wants to take out yeah. the future. And uh, the other one is what would win a fight? Two sheep or one cow? Oh, one cow. You you serious? Who says two sheep? So people have answered two sheep. How could like <laughs> even two it's not happening. It is not happening. Like <laughs> It, I, I, I'm bewildered by this question. There's no uh, way. How are the, You tell me how the sheep are going to inflict damage on a cow. Well, we've had people, uh, I've had a, a butcher uh, say that when, uh, if, depend, if it's a ram, uh, when they ram, their uh, spines now, lock. So it's now, just technicality. No, 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 no. Now, you said a sheep. I'm picturing, I wasn't picturing any, any rams here. Maybe, is that my naivety? I don't know. I feel like you're changing the goalposts here. Well, that's the that's the beauty of the question because I've had people uh, query the cow if it's a Highland cow. Uh, yeah, sheep, right. Okay. Could it be rams? It's it's that's that's the question. You answer it. Right. However okay. Well, I will say it. then it's impossible to answer. I need more details. I can't. You know what I mean? How long is a piece of string? Come back to me with details. Then I'll come back with answers. It's the sort of question that'll keep you up at night. There will be a moment you'll think, "Oh, that was a that was a fine thirty-five minutes, forty minutes," Mate, and then I guarantee won't. you, I won't. There's not enough details. <laughs> it's not enough details. Honestly, it's it's like it's that university question. It's that it's that you know higher maths. You've looked at all, and it's it's yes, no, or not enough information. It's not enough information, my friend. Right, so we'll wrap up then. I think I've, I've <laughs> asked all my silly questions and uh, I think pretty much I made a list, a page of stuff and we, between you answering okay. and me asking, we've, we've hit everything. So, except some, I was going to go into Discovery Wrestle, but that, that could be for another time. Um, so, well, okay, give Discovery a mention. Well, we, we can give them a quick mention. We should. Well, they are. They're current uh, wide division champion. I know, I know. So, uh, just, but just we politeness. Can, we, can, we can answer it in the, in the, in the final question, which is, uh, what's your what's your hopes in the future? Hopes and dreams um, when you get back to the wrestling world. I mean, you, you've sort of answered it already, but uh, what's what's your immediate goal? Uh, to be the absolute best all round performer on the planet, bar none. And that let me be clear: that is not anything to do with being the most popular. It's to do with being the best. And I'm not talking like right now. We're in an era where so when I got into wrestling, it went. Pro, like let's say if the three main elements of being a wrestler are like your promos, your charisma, like your, your ability to communicate, as uh, Doctor Tom Pritchard des yeah, describes it. Then you've got your look or your physique or however you want to say it, and then you've got your in-ring ability. When I got into wrestling, it went promos, look, and in-ring ability. That that was the order. Now he goes in-ring ability, promos, and look is probably last. Right. So we're in a different era. But I think three, you have to be firing on all cylinders to be considered the best. And don't get me wrong, this is not an arrogance thing saying like, oh, I'm anywhere close or whatever. I know this is a, a, another decade-long journey for me to get there. But I'm going to go back to being a student of the game. And like, with, with my training school and stuff, my goal is to go, like, not necessarily to be like, oh, this is the class I'm teaching today. It's more like, this is the training camp I'm going through. 
you will all do the training that I do and hopefully you'll be able to keep up and then you'll you'll come up to my level and we'll push each other. That's kind of my, how I want to do it. I want to go back to being a student of the game and I want to reinvent myself and come back and prove all of my doubters wrong. Wonderful. And so how can people find you on social media? And Well, you're everywhere. Where, where can people find you if they want to know more? So it's at Joe Hendry on Twitter and Instagram. Um, make sure folks do support Ring of Honor. Like I say, Ring of Honor being awesome. They've kept me under contract. All the UK talent, the European talent, they've kept us on as normal. Um, when that was like, you know, obviously with a worldwide pandemic, you're, you're anxious about what's going to happen, but they'd be like, nope, we've got your back. Um, so I really am very thankful to Ring of Honor. Um, go subscribe to Honor Club, and they've got a new uh, merchandise section, shophonor.com. i got a t-shirt up there. Let's go grab that. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. No problem. Thanks for having me.